Welcome to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast with your hosts, Rob and Randy, who reveal the truth, the lies, and confusion about health so that you are no longer the victim to mainstream medical dogma and you are the hero to your own happy, healthy story. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Life Welcome, Podcast. welcome. Today, we are talking about the hottest diet trends, why they work, and then why they don't. Why they do not. And why they don't, why you struggle, why you feel like you're always on a diet, um, why it is that you get stuck and frustrated, because it's one of those things where, you know, one of the things that I know I experienced a long time ago, a lot of people experience the exact same thing as they, they do a diet, they lose some weight, they're super excited about it, they're pumped, right? Two weeks later, they get stuck. They can't figure out why they're stuck. They start cutting calories, doing whatever it is, and then they just stop, right? And then they end up gaining the weight back, right? Super frustrating. So we're going to talk about why that happens, how to overcome that, what to do. And you know what I want to say? What you got? Is it's been a great two days so far. Dude, unbelievable. Yeah. Yesterday. What were we doing yesterday? We were in Austin, Texas. We were in Austin, Texas. So shout out to Austin. Also a little shout out to my Texas Longhorns. I'm going to throw it out there. Big win over UTSA. We're back on track. I think we're headed towards uh, the playoffs and potentially another national title. Just going to throw it out there. Uh, You don't have to receive it. You can throw it right back at me. Am I a little delusional. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, not receiving it. <laughs> okay. Number one. Um, and, and, and because I did go to school for a time at yes. UTSA, you sure did. So I'm not receiving it. I'm just saying, Hey, you know what? UTSA is a brand new school. The fact that they actually hung with the Longhorns is saying something. It's very, very impressive. For the Roadrunners, UTSA <laughs> Roadrunners, beep, beep. We were not there for the Roadrunners or the Texas Longhorns. However, we were there doing some very important new filming uh, and documenting uh, a health journey of somebody that we've looked up to and admired now for quite some time and have yeah. developed a really great friendship with. And uh, I think the video content that we recorded yesterday is is going to be invaluable. Yeah. So we'll post it as soon as we get that, uh, yeah. that information and can divulge some of those things. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. I think we'll keep it a secret for now. That sounds good. But yeah. uh, this person is somebody that you're going to want to follow. Yeah. Um, there's nobody, I think, on the planet that I know of that speaks out and stands for the truth in healthcare more than this individual. And so, so we'll let it, let it out as he allows us to be able to do that, just uh, keeping ourselves. uh, And if you um, want a little bit of a sneak peek, you could go to our Instagram page at the H2 life um, on uh, IG where there's that too. There is also that, but no great things is happening. We know, listen, I I feel like right now uh, for a lot of us, man, we're, when you seek, you definitely will find and doors start opening like crazy. So I, I feel like for us right now, and even as we can, uh, continue to gain rhythm with this podcast, there's going to be a huge shift for people to start thinking differently about how they look at their life, their health, their future. I know even just being there this weekend, it was pretty powerful just to start talking about these things, looking at the amount of people that need our help. Heck, we were even you know, people watching um, this weekend. And I was like, wow, it feels like they say that 70% of Americans are overweight. There's I don't, no way it's 70. Dr. It's, gotta, Rob, it's gotta be higher. It felt like it was 90% of the people walking around are struggling You know, they're on medication. They look arthritic, dehydrated, depressed, addicted to the medical model and have no idea what health is. And so if you're listening now, there is hope. 
Um, that was our message this morning on Good Morning Texas Live as we're yeah. continuing to educate people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So definitely connect to us. But let's dive into this because I know that if your hobby is doing diets, you need to find a brand new hobby. And I can tell you, if you start learning the principles that we teach, you'll never, ever have to be on a diet ever again for the rest of your life. Remember, the first three letters of the word diet spell what? Die. You feel like you want to die because you're eating sticks, twigs, and berries and exercising your ass off. Cruel and unusual punishment. These are crimes against humanity to be starving yourself which is a real thing. People do starve themselves because they're not nourishing their body with real food nutrition. They're not fat adapted. They're insulin resistant. All those things play a huge role. And so that's really where we, we start looking at diets. The one thing all diets have in common is one simple thing. They work and then they, they don't. don't. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the the first fad diet that's out there, and there's there's a lot of versions of this, but it was even the first one that I had ever heard of was no fat diet. Yeah. If you guys have ever been taught, you know what, stay away from fats. I can remember going to the grocery store with my mom and I'm like, why are you not buying the avocados? You know, being Hispanic guacamole. She's like, no, you got to stay away from, from avocados because they have too much fat and fat will make you fat. So everything at that time period was no fat. I could remember even shopping for, they had these things called snack well cookies. I remember those. Well cookies, they didn't have any fat. So my mom would buy those. So she was buying all the things off the shelves that had no fat in them. Yet she was really struggling with her weight. I was struggling with my weight. And let's talk about why that is. Why is it that when people are doing no fat, why is it they still are not actually losing weight or losing fat. What's going on? Well, I think there's two reasons just from a completely nutritional perspective. When you eliminate the fat, what do you replace the fat with? Because something has to replace the fat. And so now you're getting loaded with chemicals and preservatives and artificial sweeteners and coloring agents, all these chemicals to make it to make it palatable because when you take fat out of a food, you really lose the flavor of the food and all the benefits of healthy fats for your nervous system, for your brain, for hormones, for absorbing and uh, using vitamin D. When the list goes on and on, every single cell in our body needs healthy fat in order to open up, take in nutrients, take in oxygen, to take in nutrition. You can't have healthy cells without healthy fats. So by removing the fat, replacing it with chemicals, not only do you take out the healthy stuff and put in the fake stuff, now the signals that go to your brain to tell you that you're full have now not been triggered. So you'll never, ever overeat on a bunch of avocados because your body's going to get full and you'll stop eating. Yet you could go through 50 candy bars in one setting if you replace the fat or those, how many of those snack well cookies do you think you, you could eat at one setting? Oh, I could eat a box. You could eat a box of those cookies. You can eat a box or a whole bag of fat-free potato chips because once you take out the fat, replace it with the chemicals and you don't get that satiety, that feeling of fullness, you're going to overeat. You just don't overeat healthy fats. So I think that's one problem. And I did the no fat thing as well. I think we all may have done it at some point. Oh, for sure. I remember hitting a big trend like in the early to mid nineties and I was eliminating all fat, all oil, thinking I was being healthy. Yeah. It's probably one of the most dangerous things I could have done because obviously fats play a huge role with our health and our metabolism. 
And once again, they make you feel full. They're loaded with B, uh, excuse me, fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. All the things that we find in these healthy fats have now been ripped from our nutritional profile. So what are we getting now? We're getting a bunch of stuff that doesn't even make sense. It's not food. So what I'm hearing you say then, fats are essential. We have to have fats, right? You have to have them. So, so they're, they're what's called a macronutrient. Absolutely. Why do we need to have them? Well, your whole entire, your brain is made up of fats. Yep. Okay. Not only that, but every single one of the cells, our body is really, honestly, it's more water and air than anything else. <laughs> and then you've got these cells. So all the cells are all made up of, they've got this lipid bilayer around it, which totally. is fat. So if you're and not cholesterol, by the and, way, and cholesterol. So, so if you don't have those things then your cells aren't getting what they need to be able to repair, to be able to repair damaged cells and replace those damaged cells. So fat is essential. So this is exactly why the no fat diet was one of the stupidest things that could have ever been done because now you're, like you said, you're more hungry. You're, you're absolutely you're wrecking your hormones. You're more hungry and you're not able to repair and heal at the level of somebody who's getting those fats. So, and what did we see was the trend when all the fat went away and it was replaced with all the no fat products, which was, which means it was replaced with sugar. You got it. High sugar. sugar. And what happens to sugar? If your body can't burn it, well, it's going to store that energy and it's going to store it as fat. Absolutely. Remember when you're, when the, when you're when you eat anything, obviously insulin is going to secrete, but fat has the lowest amount of impact to negligible when you eat something on the insulin impact. Now we've talked about seed oil, which has a whole different indirect effect with your cells and creating insulin resistance, but directly fats don't stimulate insulin. And remember, the only way to get big and huge is to eat a lot of foods that secrete a lot of insulin and do that quite frequently, multiple times throughout the day, guaranteed to make you huge, which was kind of one of the next trends that they kind of led us into when they went from the no fat. Um, I don't know where you're going with this, but I know that it probably falls into some of these diet regimes, but it was the multiple meals or the snacking all day long, uh, the grazing strategy, which was really incorporated in with all the other diets that all were reducing calories, like the Weight Watchers and all these other programs. Which, which diets were you specifically wanting to talk about? Because I don't so want to get us off goes, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no worries. So the, the second thing that we were going to talk about, which is actually still in line with that as long as you were doing this. And so really that trend, which has been huge and it's never left us, is reducing calories. Yeah. And so reducing calories and or counting points. You're doing the exact same thing. So even if you're eating those six small meals a day all day long, as, lo- as long as you're staying under a certain caloric yes. point, then you're going to be okay. But there's some really bad things with that, like you were just saying, well, you're going to keep your insulin secreted all day long, which is going to put you into fat storage because insulin is a fat storing hormone. Absolutely. It's going to increase your cortisol, which is going to increase your stress levels. Your stress levels are going to then increase your cortisol levels. And it's just going to be this crazy merry-go-round, which is then going to cause you to crave more of those you know, high sugar foods, the chips, the ice cream, all those things is a physiologic thing where you feel like you need to be eating six times a day. So there's a physiologic effect making you think that, oh, no wonder, you know, I've always felt like I should be grazing or eating all day. So now that you're telling me that I should do that, okay, now I have permission to be eating six, seven, eight small meals a day when the reality is 
How many times are people typically eating per day? And they're not even thinking about it. Oh, well, I think the average is 17. We've talked yeah. about this. It's these little 30 to 40 calorie hits that already cause an insulin production and release. And remember, you cannot burn fat in the presence of insulin. It is impossible. So why would heck if five to six meals are the way to go, why not eat 40 meals and we'd all be thin as a rail? It doesn't work that way because of the impact of insulin and how it stops the fat burning process and moves you into sugar burning, especially if your metabolism is already unhealthy and you're already overweight and you're not fat adapted and you're either a diabetic where you can't go more than two hours without eating and you get those hangry symptoms, sure. which one of the, again, cutting out real food will make you hangry and miserable and you have to eat all day long. So you're thinking, well, that's how I stabilize my blood sugar is snacking all day long. Remember, there's no credible science or data that supports eating more than two to three times per day. When you eat, there is a mild thermogenic response. It's minimal on, on most levels, but you do get an increase in calorie burning but it's very negligible. So eating two to three times a day is great, but it doesn't get any more benefit metabolically to eat more times a day to get the thermogenic benefit because of the effects of insulin and what you're doing, causing your body to go into lipogenesis, which is the storage of fat for energy versus lipolysis, which is the burning of fat for energy and snacking and grazing and processed food and low fats foods and foods filled with sugar and preservatives they actually cause more of an insulin decrease and put you right into fat storage. Yeah. So one of the things that we've talked about in previous podcasts is then the benefits of the intermittent fasting, for example, to be able to combat this. And in fact, when your body is fat adapted and grabbing the energy from the fat, okay, instead of from the sugars or the carbohydrates, you know what? You're just not hungry. For example, we're living proof of yeah, that. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. What did we do? We didn't eat for 24 hours. So yeah. we didn't eat all day. We filmed all afternoon. Dude, we got a lot done yesterday. We were very productive. Think about all the things we got accomplished yesterday. And neither one of us had to take a time out to go grab a snack, an apple, a, a protein, protein bar, bar <laughs> a protein shake. You know, we didn't need breakfast. You know, we were literally breaking our fast like at 7:30 last night yeah. after a full day of work without really any hunger and like complete mental focus. Cause there's a shift that happens when you get fat adapted where the mental clarity is so pure and clean. You're so much more productive in that state than being in a fed state. It's kind of like how productive are you after Thanksgiving lunch at your grandmother's Zero house? Productivity. Everybody's asleep. So don't tell me eating gives you energy. That's not true. You already have the energy. You just got to tap into it. And that's the beauty of having a strong, healthy metabolism that's insulin sensitive and that's fat adapted. Absolutely. So, okay. So obviously that's uh, calorie restriction. We already know that reducing the calories for long periods of time reduces your metabolism anyway. Yeah. So for sure. So, so, so not a, not a winning strategy again. So but that's the trick. I think, uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Rob, that's the trick because here's the reality is diets work. They, all of them, every single one of them work because it tricks you initially because you are reducing calories. So any calorie reduction initially, a lot of you may even see some weight reduction, but like you said, if that is continued for weeks and weeks and months and months, you will stall out. You will break frustration plateauing because your metabolism doesn't want to work in deficit. It is going to adapt. So that's why yo-yo dieters who've done it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years have completely wrecked their metabolism. And it's adapted and adapted over and over and over based off this caloric restriction. Then you throw in there the seed oils, the sugar, the fake foods, 
because all these diets really have a tendency to push you into consuming fake food. I don't know one person that's huge eating only real food because your body, it's hard to bulk and get big if you're only eating real food because your body knows what to do with that, right? It's got all the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals and the fiber, the polyphenols and all the things that you need to satisfy you to trigger the hormones in your brain to tell you that you're full. So that's one of the problems with dieting as well as I think it has a tendency to move you into the protein bar, protein shake world of fake food and preservatives. Exactly. So calorie restriction, not a good option. So, all right. So the next one is going to be, and, and last but not least, because this is the, the trend right now, the quote hottest trend. And it's just a, a, another version of things that we've seen in the past, you know, where it started really, I think was with Atkins, but now we have keto, we've got paleo. And here's the number one thing that we hear about these things is that I did it or keto, for example, I did it. And then I got stuck. And then all of a sudden I couldn't lose weight and, but I stuck with it because maybe I would keep on losing weight, or maybe this was a healthier way to live. And then that person ends up stopping. And as soon as that person stops, they gain all the weight back. So that's true with, and the joke had been even with Atkins, that if you've been doing Atkins for long enough, either you're going to wreck your, your kidneys and your liver. Now you're right? going to get kidney stones at yeah, some yeah, point. Abso- yeah, ab- absolutely. Because you can't, you can't eat that much protein or put that much protein in your body without that happening. But as soon as you stop the program and drank some water, yeah. you would gain all <laughs> right. of the weight back, which right. is one of the reasons why we do our body composition analysis. So we check the body because we want to make sure as anybody's doing any of our programs that their hydration levels are increasing. So as their water weight is increasing, their body fat is going down because we're always making sure that we're getting these people losing weight with a healthy metabolism. And one of the things that I was looking at the word, you guys know, I'm always looking at words, right? So I was looking at the word metabolism. And one of the things that I saw this is really cool last week yeah. is that the word meta, as you've heard us say, means change. Bol or B-O-L means beginning of life. Ism is a system. So it's the system to literally begin new life. So that's amazing because that's exactly what's happening in the cell. So anytime we put anything in our body, whether it's water or H2O or food or nutrients that are going into the cell, your cell is taking all of those particles and it's making new life out of it by making new cells, creating new energy, creating all these new things. So the system really becomes even garbage in, garbage out. So if you're putting bad things in, you're really not creating a good new life. You're creating a crappy new life is what's happening, which is no wonder why there's so much sickness, why there's so much disease, but it also makes me think of, we had had a gal that came in this last week and she also used to be a member of my my practice a long time ago, my chiropractic practice, came in here And she also, and she'd be okay with us saying it's because she gave us this testimonial, but she's an alcoholic and she was really struggling with addiction. She came in, she did our program. Not only did she lose the weight, the body fat, but her cravings for alcohol went away. She's like, it's never been easier to stay away from that. You guys helped me to be able to create a brand new life for myself. And I can't thank you guys enough. And that right there is that that's the true definition of that new life. 
new beginning because now this isn't it wasn't a, a willpower thing for her now it's a physiologic thing totally. right so physiologically you can create those addictions if you have high cortisol levels well guess what stress goes up you're going to look for something to try to get rid of that stress to try to comfort you but not only that your body's going to be craving the alcohol or craving the sugar in the alcohol when your insulin levels are up when your cortisol levels are up so we created a metabolic physiologic shift in this person's body yeah. and that truly does save lives super cool yeah yeah no there's a real connection there to what you're fueling your body with and what you crave and what you adapt to so that's where a lot of times people jump on these high fat diets and cut yes. all their carbs out they actually dehydrate their body they dehydrate yes. the tissue most people that we ran into and we've done this for quite some time with a, worked with a lot of people most people can't even metabolize or break down fat or they're over-dependent on long-chain fatty acids. So let's give them more fat. So you give them more fat. So you start, you may have an initial weight loss. A lot of it could be water, maybe even muscle, but because you never even address the real issue with why they can't metabolize or break down fat or why they're over-utilizing long-chain fatties, which is the seed oil, which is the, the peanut oil, the corn oil, the canola oil, the safflower oil, the olive, maybe even some olive oils that aren't processed correctly, but they're all using linoleic or linoleic acids. In fact, we got a we got an email uh, or a, maybe it was on Instagram. This lady had reached out who'd heard her podcast and said her her doctor had her taking um, fish oil, um, black seed cumin oil, yeah, that's right. and uh, and some uh, and was it uh, and flaxseed oil. So she was taking three different forms of these polyunsaturated fatty acids. And she can't figure out why she's getting well. And she asks us, should I keep doing that? I'm like, well, you, you know, we're not giving out health advice. She should probably talk to your doctor. Um, but it doesn't make any sense to be consuming all these copious amounts of fatty acids that are already breaking the second, even fissile, the second that goes into your body, it's already producing oxidized stress and free radical production because it's so unstable under heat, light, and oxygen, which is going back to eating real food versus taking a lot of processed supplements or seed oils. But going back to the whole fat adaptation, that's the key to really changing the cravings. I, was, I could never uh, lick my sugar addiction outside of willpower until I got my body fat adapted over a decade ago with all the strategies that we're teaching with getting your body uh, insulin sensitive, uh, moving from being a sugar burner to a fat burner, addressing the metabolism, which is the biggest mistake people make when they're trying to lose weight. They start trying to do it with diet and exercise and caloric restriction and supplements and processed That's foods, hard. hard, 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 boulder uphill. Yet, wait a second. The one thing that controls what you weigh, which is your metabolism, was never even addressed. It's probably the biggest mistake that we see people make. And it's so simple to look at and find out what's wrong with your metabolism, but you got to go to the right people. You can't go to the mechanic and get a haircut. You can't go right to a medical professional, at least in the Western medical world, and ask, how do we heal our bodies at a cellular level? Because they're going to give you drugs. You have to go to the right people. And there's a lot of great people out there. But we'd encourage you guys, reach out to us, ask these questions. We really are. We're, the, we're metabolism experts. We live it. We breathe it. We know it. We preach it. We can literally talk it all day long because we know the ins and outs of what it takes to build a healthy, robust metabolism. That's the boulder downhill versus the boulder uphill with this unhealthy, sluggish metabolism that never got addressed and it never got corrected. Exactly. So we are out of time. However, 
Okay. What you got? I'm not going to leave you guys. We're not going to leave you guys hanging. So if it's not keto, paleo, calorie restriction, it is the metabolism. So really the question isn't how do I lose weight with a keto diet, a paleo diet, or whatever kind of diet it's how do I heal my metabolism? So next episode, we're going to give you guys the solution on how to heal your metabolism. I love it. That's a great way to close it. Thanks, Dr. Rob. Love you guys. Talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure to follow them on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at The Happy Healthy Guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.